Greetings, star seeds, and welcome to A Cosmic Journey, the podcast where we talk about everything in the universe from the physical to the metaphysical. Yeah. I'm Demi Wild. And I'm Jay Maceo. Uh, this week we've got cosmic news stories. Demi teaches astrology 101. Jay shows us how to go with the flow when the struggle gets real, and we dive deep <laughs> and we dive deep into a black hole to find out just exactly what the fuck a star seed is. Splash, splash. But first, how has this week been for you? I am one of these days. I'm going to ask you that. <laughs> you always beat me to the draw. I was fixing I my mouth to say it. Uh, this week has been, you know what? It's been up and down. There've been a couple of challenges, but the. Sure. Uh, uh, you know, in my section today, I'm very, very glad because some of these challenges, I've actually gotten to use what I'm going to talk about later, so I'm excited. Awesome. How's this week been for you? It's been good. I had, um, I mean, we've had some really bad news this week. We had uh, Chi Chi Devane from RuPaul's Drag Race I, die. Yeah. Yeah. I loved her so much. She's one of my favorite queens. Um, she, I guess she had, like, kidney failure. She was, like, uh, in the hospital a while back for that. And then uh, she had to be reinstated because she had pneumonia. Oh, And she just didn't make it. So, I mean, rest in power, Chi-Chi. Like, we love you. Yeah. Yeah, I love her. It's it's funny. When I read that, I was was in a studio session, and I was going to text you, and then I didn't get a chance to text you about it, but I I figured you probably knew it before I did. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She... She's the second uh, contestant to actually pass away from that show. Really? Who yeah. was the other? Uh, Sahara Davenport. No. Yeah, from like season two or something. Wow. Like that. Okay. Yeah. She she passed away a long time ago. She had a heart attack, I believe. Wow. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah. So we've got some really cool news stories. Oh, I want to do a quick shout out. We have a bunch of new followers or new listeners. Yes. You want to say a, a few of our new listeners? Uh. We do have a couple of new listeners. Uh, <laughs> it's a fun show. No, but you know, we want to thank our new listeners in Washington, D.C., Westminster, Anaheim, Oakland, Canada. I almost said Canada. Canada, India, Cameroon. Yes, and the U.K. Yes, we have listeners all over the place. And Worldwide. I want to say thank you guys for tuning in. I know we're actually blowing up in India right now. Nice. Yeah. Thank you, India. Yeah. Hi, India. How are you doing? Hello, <laughs> India. Um, well, let's get into some news stories today. All righty. Who's going to go first? Rock, paper, scissors? Yeah, sure. <laughs> we both got this. You pick. Who goes first? I'll go first. All right. Um, so, I know we've had a lot of issues with the post- Postal Service lately. Um, I know I've had several p- packages being completely held up altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had people telling me that their packages are coming in opened. Uh, things oh. have just been taking a long time. Well, there's a whole reason for it. Okay. So Trump is actually sabotaging the U.S. Postal Service. He's very much against uh, how, uh, like, mail-in voting. Right. Um, he's been really against this. He even uh, appointed a new postmaster general. And this guy, I forget, let me see, his name is Louis DeJoy. He's a million-dollar contributor to the Trump campaign with over $30 million in stocks in UPS and XPO Logistics. He is now postmaster general. Mm. Um, DeJoy slowed mail delivery and eliminated mail processing machines. His intention is not to help USPS succeed, but to cripple it. Trump says the USPS cannot compete. It loses money. Really? 
He conveniently ignores the budgetary crisis the Republican Party created in 2006 that mandates an extraordinary expense to pay for retiree health care 75 years into the future. No other agency, public or private, has this unfair burden. USPS is just like, it's it's supposed to operate as like a third party. So the, the fact that he's actually going above and beyond to sabotage it, to ideally, um, like, fix it, fix, like, basically cheat the election again. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's even another thing, too. They're not supposed to know, like, even your mail-in ballots... Mm-hmm. They're not supposed to know who you're voting for or who you're registered as. Mm-hmm. But there's actually a note on the back of it that is, if you're registered Republican, there's an R on the back of it. And if you're a registered Democrat, they're, re- they're registered as a D on the back of it. So if you look on the back of your ballot, you'll even see this. I, there was a video posted on Facebook just recently. Even Taylor Swift has said that she's that, that she's she is like you know like vote early, get your ballots in early, don't mail them in though. Like, vote in person if you can. Um, there's just a whole bunch of nonsense going on regarding this. I have my mail-in ballot, like, six feet away from us right now. Yeah. <laughs> vote in person if you can. It's 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 big time right now. And, yeah. and there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes that a lot of people aren't might not be aware of. But if Taylor Swift says that we're getting... That if she's getting political, it's it's time to, to fix, a, fix what's going on. T-Swift... T Swift. Yes. You know, I, I forgot. I wanted to, you know, get into my story, but can we just for a second talk about the Lyft thing, the Lyft and Uber? Yes. Uh Lyft is now it's still working. Yeah. Still operating in LA. Yeah. So they were having this uh they were pulling out of uh, California because there's a California law that got put into uh into uh being just mm-hmm. a little while ago. Yeah. That now instead of being independent contractors uh, ride-sharing services would have to treat their drivers as employees. Yep. Uh, and that would cost them like $3,400 or something ridiculous per driver to give them employee benefits and yep. medical and all this sort of stuff. So, you know, they said Lyft finally Thursday or Friday said, no, Thursday said, we're at midnight, we're halting, you know, we I got a, 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 a notice that we're halting Everything. So yeah. they're, they're pulling, they were going to pull out. So they have a temporary stay now. It's not over yet. Yeah. We don't know what's going to happen, but they said we're going we're gonna to do this. Well, I, I wanted uh, just uh, shortly or for a second, I don't know shortly is the right word for that. <laughs> uh, this has made me smile. This is actually good news. Somebody who probably doesn't need lift. So the world's oldest man uh, is 100. And 12 years old. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. He's a, an oldest man, a, a Japanese man. Uh, he is uh, Chit- Chitesu Watanabe. 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 I took, I, I took Japanese in college. I, <laughs> I read that quickly. We're reading on the show. Uh, but he is 112 years old, and he shares his secret uh, to longevity. Some people say, oh, he must have exercised, you know, he must have run, and he wasn't running. He said, you know, maybe some people might say, oh, it's uh, this or that. Well, what it is, he says, his secret is not even eating well, it's smiling. Wow. Yeah. Uh, he just beat the, the uh, another person who was the world's oldest man, but that person died, rest in peace. But he's married, has five kids. Wow. And he said the secret to longevity is to not get angry and to keep a smile on your face. 
and you know, I think that's really true because a couple of things happen when you smile. When we smile, the brain releases uh, molecules called neuropeptides. <laughs> Sounds like a medicine, neuropeptide. It does. But it helps you fight off stress, so uh, we're very, very glad about that. Do you want to live to be 112? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I mean, I, I want to live to see a, a ripe old age, but I, I don't want to be around that long. That just seems to be a little bit too... Um, I, want to, I, want, I want my time to go to be... Demi's like, yeah, like 40. I've had enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a woman that's actually older. Uh, Kane uh, Tanaka is uh, 117 years old. She's a woman, so I guess the women live longer than we do. You know, it's interesting in Japan, uh, a lot of people do live quite long. And, yeah. Uh, one, of the, one of the places on Earth, one of the uh, places on Earth, have you seen the documentary Happy? No. Uh, there's an island off of the coast of Japan called Okinawa where... Everybody lives to be, like, over, like, 90. Damn. Yep. Yeah, and they have some of the oldest people in the world, but everybody's just so happy and healthy, and, like, they eat right. They don't really have any, um, like, you know, uh, they don't really, like, have contact with, like, the outside world. They don't really worry about technology. They they live very simply. Um, it's actually very interesting. Well, you know, this uh, the guy we're talking about uh, here, the world's oldest man, he doesn't actually eat right. He said he loves candy, and ate so much candy that his teeth fell out. All of his teeth <laughs> fall, fell out, but he still has a penchant for sweets like custard and pudding. So, Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's funny. Um, well, here's some cosmic news. We've Ooh. got, uh, on August 16th, a space rock the size of a car zipped right past Earth at a distance too close for comfort. Whoa. It's uh, approximately... 1,830 miles. That's the closest that any asteroid's ever been to Earth. <laughs> What's even more disconcerting is that NASA didn't even know it happened until after it happened. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Um, so according to a report by Business Insider, it was the closest ever recorded according to asteroid trackers um, compiled by Sormano Astronomical Observatory in Italy. The report said the space rock, because of its size, likely wouldn't have posed any danger to people on the ground had it struck our planet. But it noted that the close call is worrisome nonetheless, since astronomers had no idea that the asteroid existed until after it passed by. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Imagine a car just zipping right past you. I mean, this happens all the time when I'm driving. But yes. like, a car driving right past you didn't even know what happened. Wow. That is, yeah, and until it's too late, like you're a deer in the headlights. Yeah. I almost got hit by a car the other day, so I, I know cars come out of nowhere. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Um, let's see, what else have you got? I have got something that you don't see every day. You would think this happened in Florida, but it is uh, happened in Alabama. Oh, of, of course. <laughs> Shout out to Alabama if we have any Alabama listeners. I'm not sure if you heard about this, but there was a man who was arrested. Now, he was arrested on drug charges uh, and, uh, you know, that sort of thing. But an Alabama man who authorities said kept, uh, this is funny, a meth-fueled attack squirrel in his apartment so after his arrest if that wasn't crazy enough you know being arrested for having drugs and paraphernalia uh so now he kept a uh, a squirrel which he was feeding uh meth uh, allegedly in his apartment and it's an attack squirrel so they were you know investigators you know they they found this guy he ran off on a stolen motorbike which is kind of kind of cool uh, <laughs> i don't know why i said that was kind of cool but i was like oh man that's the life uh, but he's uh, also wanted for possession of an illegal firearm, 
Yeah, all that's like yada yada yada. Tell us about the squirrel. I want to know about the squirrel. About the squirrel. So they uh, investigators say that they searched his home uh, a couple. You know when this happened, and after getting a tip, uh, they looked and found that there was a squirrel. And people said that this meth squirrel, uh, this squirrel was a meth squirrel, and he would always attack people. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that he that he had done it before. I don't know whether he had it on a leash or not. The story didn't tell us that. But he, had, he also had, you know, drug paraphernalia, body armor, squirrel, you know, that sort of thing in, in yeah, his apartment. Squirrel. Yeah. Oh, my God. Now, he actually, I guess he got out because he uploaded a video on Facebook after the raid in his apartment. And he acknowledged that the squirrel was aggressive and had bitten people. But he denied that the squirrel was on meth or it was trained to attack. He, he was quoted as saying, the public isn't in danger from a meth out, from a meth out squirrel in the neighborhood. Uh, he's not on meth. I'm pretty sure he doesn't like that shit. So uh, <laughs> he doesn't means, like that shit, which means he tried to give it to him at one point anyway. Right? You know, let me tell you something. We don't need squirrels on meth. Let me. Number one, I, look. If you whatever you do, if you like it, I love it. That's do you, boo boo. Right? <laughs> but if you know, we don't everything in moderation. First of all, squirrels are they're kind of crazy. Anyhow, have you ever seen a squirrel? You don't even give a squirrel meth. Plus, we're in a pandemic right now. Where is the squirrel going to go to rehab? <laughs> How is the squirrel going to get rehab? We don't know his insurance. People are having trouble getting. So if you're a squirrel that needs help, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> we need to have squirrel rehab. <laughs> yes. Try to make me go to rehab. I said squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. Oh my goodness. I think that's all the news stories that we have today. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back with some uh, Astrology 101 and Jay's Cosmic Insights. So, I, it's officially Virgo season now. Yes, God. And I know you're excited about that. Sure am. So, we're going to have our uh, resident Virgo, our resident virgin, our, resi- <laughs> our resident Virgo, take us to school, take us to class with Demi's Astrology 101. So, um, I, the funny story is, like, I started this podcast, like, from... An astrology reading that I got from Angel Idealism. I talked about her all the time. Mm-hmm. If anybody's in New York, please get a reading from her. She's amazing. Um, but uh, or even she does it remotely too, so you can even anywhere you like. But um, I, it started up me off on this kind of like just I was became obsessed with astrology, and so like I the more I learn about it, the more I find more value in it. And so I figured I'd start, instead of doing the little co-star thing that we've been doing, um, I figured I'd kind of teach you guys about a little bit of astrology. Woo! So, um, I'll start with a little bit of history. So, uh, astrology is considered a pseudoscience, which is a, a diff, like a like an almost science, but I, ca- I would consider it like a quantum science, which is, um, quantum is basically like, a, it's, it's, well, if you don't know it, you, you already know, but <laughs> just look it up. But, um, because it doesn't follow the same rules as regular science. 
Uh, there's no way to actually test it like at an actual lab or anything like that, but it is an ancient art and it has been practiced by many faiths and societies by thousands of years. Even Christians have a, have a, a branch of astrology. Whoa. Yep. So um, it became popular in the 1930s as a journalist astrologer started writing horoscopes for newspapers to draw in casual readers. Um, this led to widespread horoscopes and the uh, general consensus of how it, it became popular today. What's your sign is the most popular uh, phrase that everyone asks, and also a really bad pickup line. <laughs> so um, uh, today I'm going to teach you guys about sun signs, moon signs, and rising signs. So um, your sun sign is basically the simplified Western version of astrology, which only considers the sun's position at the moment of birth. Um, your sun sign is your zodiac personality and your baseline personality. It's your basic nature that remains throughout your life and is the truest and most inner part of you. This does get colored and, and blended by other parts of your zodiac chart to make a, a one-of-a-kind person that you actually are. So um, your sun sign shows uh, you which areas are vital to you and which areas light you up. And it's your ego center and shows how you interact with new experiences. Oh. So, uh, you are a Gemini. Right, so is that being a Gemini, is that always my sun sign? That's always your sun sign. Gotcha, your, well. Your baseline kind of like personality. I'm also a Virgo. So, Virgos, for the most part, are more than any sign were born to serve and help others. It gives them great joy. They are tailored made for the job since they are industrious, orderly, and efficient. Uh, their attention to detail is second to none. The se sense of duty is considerable and it ensures that they will always work for the greater good. They enjoy indulging their practical and logical side and poring over their projects to the nth degree. To say these folks are good at fact-fighting almost understates the case since Virgos revel in their exacting behavior and are a whiz with minutia. Part of the Virgo personality can... I mean, they can be a little bit worry-warts. I know I am. <laughs> um, they tend to do their best to temper these impulses, however, and the high strength of the Virgo born is in their practicality, sharp mind, and attention to detail. Now, you're a Gemini. I'm a Gemini. So, uh, uh, the urge for self-expression is strong. Mm -hmm. These natives are often just as inter uh, interested in collecting information as they are in sharing it. Curious to a fault, Geminis have a finger in every pie. Or something. <laughs> Solar Geminis are flexible and changeable people. They adapt quickly and are quite clever and witty. Geminis enjoy intellectual conversation as they are easily bored and they are not uh, getting enough mental stimulation. Although they often have many friends, intimacy doesn't come as easily to solar Geminis. Mm. Sorry about it. Um, there's usually a nervous air to Geminis. Often they flit about, moving quickly, and keeping busy every step of the way. Um, Geminis have relatively short attention spans, and restlessness is especially common. Um, I would say that's pretty accurate about you. You always have a little bit of kind of like uh, nervous air, but it's it's all in like energy. Oh come on, I'm so cool. Sheep count me to go to sleep. <laughs> no, I I do. No, you you're right. And you, the attention to detail part, that is so so true. This is a this is a fun fact though. Mm -hmm. Both Gemini and Virgo are ruled by Mercury, which is Ooh. a planet of communication. Whoa, so the not just that, insurance. So the fact that we have a podcast together is very cosmic. Yes. <laughs> Um, actually, someone who brought that up was uh, Jada from last week. She brought that nice. up. Nice. Shout out again. Listen to last week as well. Oh, that the was, helper was great. That was a great. Jada was great. Yeah. Um, so moon signs, uh, if you think about the moon, you'll think about like, the dreamy quality of mystery or of the ocean. 
Uh, most of these things has an internal quality that is pretty difficult to s describe. Um, if you think of your moon sign as your most internal, mysterious, or dreamy qualities of yourself, uh, the moon sign is a window into your subconscious mind, your intuition, and your deepest inner emotions. It helps you understand how you process feelings, your gut reactions, and what makes you feel safe. Um, essentially, your moon sign reflects the inner you. Ooh. So, I am in Gemini moon. Oh, okay. And uh, if the moon in your chart is perched in Gemini, you won't take time to actually sit with your emotions. Instead, you'll try to dissect and rationalize your feelings. That's very, very <laughs> accurate. I, I don't feel feelings. Um, but when you do... When I do, they're deep. <laughs> uh, dis despite their flightiness, Gemini moons are fascinated by people and they can relate to almost anyone. Count on gems to uh, validate your feelings and lighten the mood. You know, it takes comfort in life's unknowns. Gemini moons will marvel at the possibility of new places to live, people to befriend, and philosophical ideas yet to discover. Uh, air signs are constantly reinventing themselves, and they will feel fulfilled by diving into whichever passion project they currently excites them. Now, your moon is Capricorn. I didn't know a whole lot about Capricorns beforehand, but um, I, think, I think this is pretty accurate about you. Okay. Um, Embracing myself. Being useful and productive are basic needs for lunar Capricorns. Mm. Because they generally keep their emotions under check, moon and Capricorn people come across as competent people. Truth is, they can have plenty of mood swings and some darkened emotions now and again. Uh, lunar Capricorns are quite hard on themselves, but they quickly garner reputations for being mountains of strength. They easily hide their sensitivity behind a sarcastic manner. And quite expressive and animated in their speech, they have an outstanding memory and tend to pick up on mm. a lot of information. Outstanding memory was like, yeah, yes. you, you find weird dates that I have, like, we met on August 13th on blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, we went to go see a movie and you remember the exact movie it was? It was uh, <laughs> uh, Shoot 'em Up. Yes. Yeah. I remember that. Oh like, my gosh, like, I, I don't remember any of that. 2008, was it? Anyhow. Anyhow, um, you pick up a lot of information. Uh, you love to chat and exchange ideas. You're accommodating and curious, but you're not well-equipped to handle heavy emotional demands. Mm. Uh, there is a twinkle in your eyes. You are never short on humor. You're playful and versatile. <laughs> yes, God. Uh, you make a fun companion and an interesting friend. Uh, so yeah, that was very, very accurate for you, I felt. Wow. Um, now, rising signs are like, um, it's basically like, like the first you that people meet. Okay. Um, it's also known as your ascendant, uh, the sign that's coming over the horizon at the exact time of your birth. So that's why timing is very important. That's why they ask, uh, you know, on birth charts, what time you were born. Yep. Wow. Okay. Because your rising sign is like, like the first impression of, of you. Oh. Um, it's also the exact time that, you know, whatever sign's coming over the horizon. And you popped up. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is why your birth time is essential in casting your astrology chart without it, or at least the closest approximation. Ask your mom or check your birth certificate. Ask your mom. <laughs> um, casting an accurate chart can be problematic. Uh, your rising sign is a major factor in shaping and defining one's attitude, first impressions, appearance, and demeanor. That's why some people don't identify with their sun signs is because their rising sign is in, is in something totally different and has something of a, a stronger outer showing. It's how others perceive you or how you like to be perceived, and as well as your initial reactions to things. I am a Libra rising. So it says I probably take about 30 minutes to get ready and to make the simplest of choices. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I do. 
spend a lot of time on your appearance for good reason. Uh, there is unparalleled charm to, pers- to your personality. You're warm and welcoming. You also hate conflict and avoid it at all costs. Mm-hmm. And that sometimes leads, you. And sometimes these are passive aggressive behaviors. Yes, I, I fully admit that. Um, however, I do try to take take control um, when I do uh, have issues. Uh, excellent mediator. You are socially active and find it natural to engage one on one. This makes it easier for you to meet new people, though you'll keep many acquaintances and few as close friends. You're sensitive to chaos and disruption, which is why you're choosy about companions. You're articulate and have an instinct for balance. You may enjoy entertaining as a career. Uh, You quickly hone in on issues and weigh the pros and cons. You have an artful eye as well as a built-in sense of justice. These gifts may lead you into the arts, decorating, fashion, entertainment, media, law, social advocacy, or politics. And you make an impression on those who you make uh, very valuable connections with. Well, Demi 2024. Boom, boom. Um, boom, boom. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that was. That's, we're gonna, you heard it here, boom, boom, you heard it here first. That's, that's my slogan for, for my Boom, boom, boom 2020. <laughs> boom, boom, 2020. Um, so you were born at 425, right? I was 423, 423. something, 4-something-ish in the morning. <clears throat> That makes you an Aries rising. What? People with Aries rising uh, are direct and quick. Their first instinct is to do rather than rather than think. Hmm. Planning ahead, forget it. <laughs> Aries rising simply changes forward without much ado. They have a youthful, direct manner that sees what it wants and generally goes for it. Uh, Aries rising people are competitive, mm-hmm. but they are generally put most of the pressure on themselves. Yes. They get ready quickly and, and walk quickly. <laughs> Which is very accurate for you. Yeah, in the grocery store today. You, 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, finishing things that they start does not always come as easily. Mm. Broad shoulders and slim hips are off are common. <laughs> Often, Aries rising people are quick to smile, and they possess a useful charm in throughout life. Probably early on in life, Aries rising people got typecast as the independent child. Uh, these people have learned to be self-reliant, and this generally stems from their early experiences. Despite a rather brusque and independent manner, these natives are usually very willing to compromise in their relationships and are very attached to the people that they hold dear. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I'm attached to you. Yeah. I mean, overall, like, to, to understand, like, who you are as, as a basic, like, person from your astrology chart, it's... Essentially, that you learn just the basic three: sun, moon, and rising. Well, yeah, I'm excited now because I like that, that. There's a lot of things I never really understood, and I've heard those terms thrown around a bit. So mm-hmm. you made me want to uh, to dig in. Yeah, next week I'll be talking about um, Mercury and Venus and Mars. Ooh, yeah, those are the closest. Those are the closest Mercury, to us. I <laughs> Mercury is the closest to the sun, right? Yeah, yeah, the sun. Yeah, and then uh, oh, actually, you know what? I I'm 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 doing this all backwards, so never mind. <laughs> We're the third rock from the sun. We are the third rock from the sun. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. What have you got for us next? I have some cosmic insights, man. So this is this is the deal. I've been I've been, been struggling the last week a little bit. Yeah, and uh, I was too a little bit. 
And it's kind of weird because I've gotten to this place where I felt very, very comfortable in my skin all the time, you know, bam, bam, upward trajectory. And then it was kind of like a little, a, a series of little hitches, one thing, then the other thing, and not so much that I was down, 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 but that it felt like I was struggling. And my thing that I've, I've heard about is going with the flow just go with the flow man so how do you go with the flow of the universe how do you go with the flow when the struggle is real and that's what I want to talk about today because there's some real struggle and I see myself in these things fighting and what do you do what do you do when this situation comes up when you don't really know what to do and it seems like everything you you try to do there's a roadblock there man like what 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 do you do how do you handle that and uh, so I have a, a, a couple of things. Uh, number one is isolate the issue. Here's what I mean by that. When life gets super overwhelming, we can just say a general broad statement. Oh, life is unfair. Oh, this sucks. This have you ever have you ever been like that? Just like oh, yeah. just it seems like everything is hitting you all at once, and then all of a sudden we're like, I don't know what to do. It's it's just everything. You somebody asks you what's going on. Mm-hmm. Everything, just everything. And what happens is sometimes when we isolate the issue, we find out it's a little thing. I, I heard this story when I was a, a kid, when I back in my church days, church, uh, about this uh, fight. It was a big church fight, and the church split up, and uh, they found out, they went back to the, to the, the root of the problem, and, and all of this started over resentment because at the picnic, somebody got a bigger piece of chicken than the other person. <laughs> What? <laughs> and the reason I bring that up is because there's certain times when I feel like I had a situation where this week where I felt or last week where I felt left out, uh, completely abandoned. And my brain was going to, you know, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not this. I'm not that. And then what I had to do was isolate the issue. And the issue wasn't any of that or that the, the people didn't care. The issue was how I expressed my fear Actually, the issue was about my fear of not being valued or not being important. And it wasn't even real. The issue there that I had to isolate was my fear. Mm -hmm. And in isolating the issue, I could ignore all this other stuff because sometimes it's like when we don't isolate the issue, we can make so many things that are not important important. So that's the main thing. Find out really what's wrong, really what's upsetting us so that everything isn't upsetting us. Yep. Uh, the second thing is uh, inventory. And what I mean by that well, my is... My favorite thing. Yes! <laughs> and what I mean by inventory is that there are, you know, certain times you have to see what you have in your, in your, bu- in your belt, what you have in your utility belt, what do you have in your bag. Because we can look at all the things that we don't have and gratitude goes along with this. What What are some of the things I do have? And I thought about in this situation, I was like, whoa, I have healthy friendships. I have a great place to live. I have tools that help me out. And in doing this, that, that I have to realize, or I get to realize, that in going with the flow of the universe, that I'm not just left out here having to fend for myself, you know, I have a path. As a matter of fact, one thing I have in my bag is that the universe is guiding me towards something. And when I give up the fight and I give up the struggle, I realize one of the things I I say often is that I live in a friendly universe that's constantly conspiring on my behalf. Mm -hmm. That's something I have in my bag. So 
I, I realize I take inventory of all of these great things that I have, and uh, and we're gonna we're, late, later we're gonna do gratitude. But uh, I'm yeah. I'm excited to do that now. Uh, guess what the third one is? I can't read. <laughs> oh, affirmations. Yeah. I am affirmations. No, not just any affirmations, but I am affirmations. Mm-hmm. And when I, I talk, we talked a little bit. I was just telling my mom about this last night, actually. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, we talked about this last week a little bit, uh, that whatever we attach I am to becomes powerful. Yep. I, what did I, I said something before the show uh, that I corrected myself with. Uh, I said I'm sorry or I'm something, mm-hmm. uh, that, I, that I forgot something. And I, I realized that I had to correct myself because uh, I don't want to say I'm sorry or, you know, we can apologize, but, uh, or I'm sad or I'm tired or I'm that, unless we want to connect what we've said uh, and I am to after that thing. Because whatever I say I am to, I become. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I am affirmations are very, very good when, when you're going through struggle and going with the flow because this is what happens. When I remind myself that I am worthy of love, uh, I am loved. Uh, I am important. I am smart. I and all these good things that I want to be. What happens is instead of fighting because I feel all these bad things, I feed myself with all the good things. After I've taken an inventory, I can feed myself with all the good things that I am, and the struggles and the things that I come up with, uh, come up against, aren't that bad. So I am affirmations. If you don't have any, you know, you can use some of mine. But think about. I'd say this. It's one of these things that the reason I say I am, even things that I'm not yet, I say I am because the subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between yep. false, uh, between fact and fiction. And if I feed myself with what I am, I become that. So I become more of what I am. Uh, Quick pause. My mom, uh, I was telling her last night because she says, I, I will or I will try. Mm-hmm. And I say, no, like, just say I am. Yeah. Like, when you're doing that, because when you're saying, like, I will try. It's always going to be ahead of you, yeah. Rather than it's going to be like with you, yeah. So if you if you start with by saying that with the I am, you bring it to you faster. Yes, and it's 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 one of those things that if you say I am, it's like yours already. Yep. That means that you're attracting it, and it's attracting you, and there's just like magnetism to bring it to you. Yep. Uh, you bring up an interesting point because. When I put things in the future and I say I'm going to try or I will, the subconscious mind somehow just holds on to the fact that I don't have it yet. Yep. It And the subconscious mind is always in the present. So if I don't have something yet or if I try, it brings up, oh, we're struggling. So, uh, so I am affirmations. I encourage you, if you don't have any, get some of those. Uh, the fourth one, interruptions are important. Yeah. This is so important because certain times going with the flow, it, it's so funny. I remember I was on my phone and this helped me this week. It, this is a small thing, but I was on my phone and I wanted to uh, to go on Snapchat for some reason. I wanted to go and I accidentally pressed, uh, accidentally pressed uh, YouTube instead. And it led me to, and I, I almost stopped and said, no, I wanted Snapchat. But I took that as, okay, let's go with the flow and see where we're going here. And when I opened up YouTube, it was a video 
about, it was a uh, manifestation video about something that I really, uh, really needed to, to hear about self-love, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, so something that I really needed to hear. And I understand now that certain times when my little plans get interrupted, it is a gift from the universe that sometimes uh, the greatest gifts that we have are wrapped in the wrapping paper of inconvenience. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's certainly what's happened to, to me a, a whole bunch. And this is another thing about interruptions that when we learn, to, this is what happens. The struggle is so big when we look at these interruptions and we attach that to life being unfair. When I look at, oh, this is interrupted, this is always happening to me, that's happening to me. And one of the things we can practice gratitude for even the things we don't like, because certain times interruptions, the universe closes certain doors yes. to lead us somewhere else. I mean, I'll say this. We are creatures of habit. Even all of us are creatures of habit. We want often, we want to change. We want something great, something beautiful. If I get up on the same side of the bed, uh, go to the restroom at the same time, brush my teeth with the same hand, uh, drink coffee out of the same mug, walk down the same street the same way every time, then I'm always going to get what I've always gotten. I'm always going to be what I've always been, and the same thoughts are in my mind. Sometimes inconvenience and interruptions, even the worst of them, can give us a pattern interrupt and what happens is that all of a sudden, I am given a chance to go in a different direction than I, than I went before. Yeah. So this is very, very exciting stuff to me. And I'll, I'll, there's one more, uh, but I'll say this, that some of this has been helping me this week. And I hope what helps me will help you all too. Uh, the last one is imagine the infinite. What do I mean by that? That when I look at my struggle or my problem, all I can see is what's in front of me, and we live in an infinite universe. Mm -hmm. That we live in a universe that's infinite with things. So if I think that I don't have enough love, this universe is full of infinite love. Mm -hmm. What happens is certain times we can get focused on a person, place, thing, job, relationship, and we think, oh my God, if this person leaves me, I'm screwed. If this job is gone, I'm in trouble. Oh my God, this is threatening our life. And all of a sudden, we get scared. And the reason we get scared is because what we're att attaching to that person is love. Because if this person leaves, I'm not going to have love anymore. Mm -hmm. And love is a need. If I this job, if I don't have it, I'm not going to have money anymore. And I need money. And realizing that instead of imagining all those scary bad things, imagine, because it's true, that you live in an infinite universe that has infinite things. So the, the universe is infinite in things, but the universe is also infinite in time. Mm -hmm. Here's what I mean by that, that we get so caught up in what's going on right now. Yes, we should stay in the present, but we certain times think that I, I, I have to make this move right now. I have to do this right now. I have to send, oh, don't send drunk text, but I have to send this text or angry text. I have to send it right now. I'm in this mood or I'm in this. And what happens is when we think of the universe, the universe isn't just infinite in things. The universe is infinite in time. That is, the universe lives in a perpetual state of isness. And the universe can bring things to me at any given time. So it's not like everything has to happen this moment. If I miss out on this right now, the universe is so infinite in time that it has something waiting down the road for me. So I just want to say that if you're having trouble uh, going with the flow and it seems like you're struggling, isolate the issue, take inventory, get some I am uh, affirmations, 
Understand that interruptions are important and imagine the infinite and watch miracles unfold in your life. Absolutely. Woohoo! Yeah, thanks for your cosmic insights, Jay. Thank you. We're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back and tell you just exactly what the fuck a star seed is. What the fuck is a star seed? <laughs> Welcome back to A Cosmic Journey with Demi and Jay. Welcome. Now, have you ever wondered what the fuck a starseed is? What the fuck is a starseed, <laughs> baby? Mm. Starseed's something that I kind of like came up with out of the top of my head, but I know it came from somewhere and I never even really knew myself. I was about to say, you didn't invent starseed. I didn't invent it, no, <laughs> but I, I, I kind of used it as like an aesthetic thing, but I, I didn't really like understand myself until you brought it up to me and you're like what should this what should this episode be and i was like and, and you said what is it what is a star seed because <laughs> what the fuck's the star seed? we call you all star seeds you know hello star seeds you know and we and we definitely i a star seed is us yes but what are we exactly so that's what we're going to dive into Splash. deep into the black hole and mm. tell you exactly what the fuck a star seed is nice so it, it might sound a little bit like science fiction, but just bear with me. There is a whole reason for it. Um, <laughs> so a starseed is also known as a light worker or an evolved soul. And a soul is ready, ready to graduate to a higher density. Uh, they've been sent on a mission from their home, and they are given a unique opportunity to give back to the universe by making their own contribution by seeding this universe with pure light and love. Now, they've, uh, as a star seed, they've incarnated many times and gained enough wisdom to create change and advancements in the universe on every plane physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. They're here to propel us into the new golden age of profound awakening and limitless possibilities. Uh, when the soul ascends to Earth, they must lower their vibration and density to the experience the shattering, <clears throat> which is a uh, Basically, what makes everybody forget what what they were beforehand. Mm-hmm. So everybody goes through this when when they go through the uh, reincarnation. But um, they must experience trauma during their journey here, which is the interesting thing. We had trauma just a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And um, so, but they must experience it in two ways. They they have to be the victim, mm-hmm. and they uh, they have to experience the trauma themselves. But then they also have to be the perpetuator of the oh, trauma. So once they become both of those things, they actually start to repair themselves. Wow. Um, so, Seeing both sides. Yeah. So when they heal themselves, kind of a blueprint opens up, and it kind of like enables them to uh, start relearning what they were beforehand. And um, when, they, when they heal themselves in such a way, their consciousness seeps into their own, and eventually they start to remember what their purpose is. And that is to use their innate gifts to express creativity in the world and to shed light upon this world. Wow. Now, when they're done with their gift giving they uh, and sharing, they reach the return, which is where they can take a sabbatical and explore, train other star seeds, or look to a new path as an ascended master. <clears throat> ascended masters are basically like, you know, Buddha, mm-hmm. um, I would say, even like Eckhart Tolle. Oh. Um, you know, they're like ascended masters. They're like higher level star seeds. Um, the goal of the star seed is the is energetic coherence, though not only for themselves but to raise the vibrations of others also, uh, to shine brightly sh- to shine brightly for others and to break their own limitations. Wow, 
Well, well there are also different types of star seeds. Yes. Uh, and there are three main types of star seeds. So you talked about uh, leaving and coming back from some other place, and that's one thing that's typical mm-hmm. about people who are star seeds is that feeling that you never fit in, mm-hmm. feeling that you've been somewhere else. It's funny, when I was a kid, I used to think that I was from uh, a specific planet. Maybe I was. Uh, but that that uh, of werewolves. Uh, <laughs> but it's I could all I could see it. But I had the feeling that I'm not from here. I'm from somewhere else. My, I used to give myself the chills when I was like alone in the shower, and I would think to myself like as a six year old, I was like, why am I here? And I would have the chills just thinking about it. And so like that was when I kind of like thought I'm like, well, yeah, maybe I'm not from here. Yeah. Well, the three main types of star seeds typical. Typical <laughs> old soul and a new star seed. So a typical star seed uh, average uh, lives uh, has lived roughly five to fifty lifetimes. Uh, some of them were, uh, you know, uh, have lifetimes to prepare for the stars. They have different start lifetimes to prepare for uh, different times that are necessary for the present. Uh, Earth, Earth is a place of service for them. Yep. So they've already attained a higher level of consciousness, and they're not here so much to learn as they are to teach. Uh, so they have, you know, innate abilities, uh, channeling, telepathy, uh, empathy, and healing. Their divine purpose is to walk upon this earth uh, in times of a spiritual awakening. Do you, you know, I, it's funny the whole empathy thing. When I was a kid, I remember we had, I don't know if I shared this before, a neighbor across the street who died, mm-hmm. and I had seen him maybe once before, but I, I remember his wife used to come over to uh, my, my parents and you know talk to them a lot. And anyhow, I just, when I heard he died, this, there's a whole bunch of grief that came over me, mm-hmm. and I just started crying uncontrollably and saying, oh my God, he's my, he was my best friend. And I'd met this person like twice. And that empathy, when I think back on it, it makes me think that I was picking up the vibration from across the street from that neighbor. Absolutely. I used to have, like, kind of, like, uh, kind of channeling experiences where I would, like, or even empathic experiences where I would literally physically envision myself in another person's body. Wow. And that was kind of, like, weird for, like, a you know an eight-year-old to, like, <laughs> to be, like... I wonder what what I would feel like, you know, being this person, and I would actually visualize myself being this person, and so it's very strange that, that yeah, that's part of it. Empathy is like a huge, huge thing. Well, old soul, if you've ever heard, you're an old soul, you might be an old soul starseed, uh, they lived hundreds of lifetimes, they go back to the beginning of humanity, and maybe even extend to the birth of this planet. They serve as guardians of the planet facilitating long-term evolution, and they have strong ties to Cirrus, uh, the, one of the fixed stars. Uh, and they will remain and reincarnate countless times to fulfill their purpose. The, these souls are shamans, spiritual teachers, you talked about uh, totally, uh, temple guardians, prophets, healers, and light workers. They have ancient knowledge on things such as numerology, astrology, healing, spiritual ceremonies, you know, that sort of thing. Somebody said that, you know, that the, these types of star seeds, uh, it's so funny that it's like they know spiritual things. It's almost like when you say, oh, what's that actor's name? And somebody tells you the name, and you're like, yes! And you have the deep knowledge of it that when, you know, these types of star seeds hear stuff like that, 
that's uh, they hear about spirituality mm-hmm. and uh, just like complicated spirituality, they understand it in a moment. And they're also new star seeds. Uh, new star seeds are either on their first lifetime or they've lived just a few. And since it's easier to integrate with humanity during times of collective ascension, uh, they have chosen uh, the present moment to walk on this earth. They've chosen, so if you're here right now, you might have chosen to be here at this very, very time. Uh, They can feel a bit distant from others and haven't had the time to acclimate until the right time when they can share their amazing gifts. Uh, Griffs, that's a new word, made up griffs. (laughs) Get some griffs. You know what griffs are? Uh, Crystal or rainbow children often fall into this category. And there are eight signs that you might be uh, a starseed or a light worker. I think I, I, um, I talked about one of these before. One, you feel like you don't fit in. Two, that you have deep relationships but still feel an underlying sense of loneliness. Three, you may notice the pain of others. Empathy, we talked about that one before. Four, you forget your own needs and put others before you. Five, children are drawn to you. Trouble kids, they feel more at ease around you. Six, you have a deep knowing that you are meant to be something big. Seven, you may have a deep connection to space, the stars, or the planets. And eight, you are creative and you are innately good with artistic expression. Wow. I'm I'm getting chills thinking about those because a lot of those are you know are you know I, I connect to those. Yeah, when I was a, a kid, I used to always just like stare up into the stars. I know a lot of kids do, but like I always just felt like there was just something about them that I just didn't quite understand. But I knew that I had like this weird connection with it. Yeah, and it, it's so funny when people say, you know, when people don't understand this. Think about the fact that there are hundreds of billions of galaxies, like a bunch of galaxies. And probably that many, you know, billions of stars mm-hmm. in our galaxy. Mm-hmm. So if you think of that, the chances that we're the only sentient beings, um, chances are slim. I mean, could, could be, but the chances are slim. Moral of the story is, if you are drawn to this show or something here resonates with you on a deep level, you may be a light worker yourself. Uh, there are millions of them on this planet now. Uh, who chose to reincarnate during this lifetime, this time, this moment uh, of great ascension. The reason we call our listeners starseeds is because we see the light in you, and it's your job to shine it brightly. Yeah. I'm going to follow it up with just a a brief quote, and I found this when I was researching, but it says, um, the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step, Mm. and that's by uh, Chinese philosopher Lao Tzu. So that's exactly what the fuck a starseed is. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that. Now you know. Let's start, uh, or let's finish off with our gratitude list. What have you got? Let's do that. You know what? I will start up. I am grateful for this week's challenges because they have set in motion a way for me to put some new principles into action and a way for me to uh, to change. So I'm grateful for that. Uh, this one's going to be a bit of a repeat. I was in the studio and I'm hearing one of my songs just really come alive like to the degree I never thought would happen. 
and I'm grateful for my budding music career to see something that started out. I heard the song with just me and a guitar uh, played, and then I heard the version of it now with everything we've done since, and it's just so beautiful. And uh, I am also grateful, this might sound like a cop-out, but I'm grateful that I am a starseed. <laughs> I am grateful I'm a star and it's not a, just a cop out and oh I don't want to be I, I am with the, and all the good and the bad that comes with that yeah totally I'm grateful I'm a star seed too <laughs> you stole mine and I'm I well it's funny because like I, I I always knew I was using that for like a reason but I didn't really like know what the reason was and then you brought it up and I was like well of course like why don't I why don't we like figure this out? Like so, thank you for that. I'm grateful to you for that. You brought, you brought that into my consciousness. Um, but um, yeah, I'm grateful for our listeners all over the place. Yes. Um, I mean, I know we're kind of still growing and everything too, but I, I'm grateful for everything that's happening so far. Um, I'm grateful for my mom, obviously, that, oh. and my family, who I absolutely love and adore, um, and. Um, I'm grateful that uh, next week we're going to have better sound quality for you guys. <laughs> yes. I ordered some new microphones for us, but um, no we, did, we, we couldn't quite get them working today, so we had to do it the old school way. But next week we will have a lot better sound quality for you guys, so stay tuned for that. Um, I think that's everything for this episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is. I mean, listen, you know, we do have social media here. I am uh, J Maceo all across the board on everything, uh, or sometimes J Maceo, but I am J Maceo on Twitter, on Instagram, on the uh, the Facebook uh, J Maceo or J Maceo Music. Mm-hmm. If you like this episode, please rate and subscribe five stars for us. Um, we'd really appreciate that and helps us in the long term. Helps other people find our show as well. Um, and then also we have Patreon where um, I've uh, updated everything to uh, include both of us into it. Um, On top of that, I will be uploading all of my old uh, uh, Zen Me uh, Cosmic Journey episodes to that as well for you guys to listen to for extra content. So yeah, you can listen to all the old episodes. We have episodes with Jay when he was a guest. We have uh, episodes with my friend Brittany, um, my drag mom, Christy Champagne, and many others. I think that's everything. That's so everything. Thanks for listening, everybody. And as always, Godspeed, Godspeed Starseeds. Star